Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. Hey everyone and welcome back to Game Changers. I have a very exciting solo episode for you today. So a couple of months ago, I'm thinking now, I did a solo episode which was all about the growth that I'd made in my business and how I'd fallen back in love with my business and all of the kind of twists and turns that have happened over the past sort of six months, I would say. And since then, I have got so much positive feedback about that episode, along with so many people have been reaching out to me about my free audio training, the How to Live Your Best Entrepreneurial Life audio training. And so it feels like quite synchronistically that I should be doing more of these solo episodes. So I would definitely love to hear from you about what you think about me doing solo episodes. But for today, what I've actually got is a series of questions. So if you didn't know or you're watching this in the future and then this comment becomes completely redundant, but a couple of weeks ago was actually my birthday. So I did turn 29 on the 29th of May. And of course, I think when birthdays come, you start to really reflect on not only what's going on in your life, but then thinking about what you want to achieve in the years ahead. So I was having a lot of reflection time around my birthday, and I really started to dig deep and think about how I got to where I am with my business. You know, at this stage, my business is a multiple six-figure business climbing steadily towards a seven-figure business. My YouTube channel has grown exponentially. This podcast is thriving. And of course, the whole community at large is just doing so well. And I really sat down and I thought about, you know, what has got me to where I am today. And I really do think that a big part of that is obviously consistency, you know, resilience, showing up consistently online, constantly creating content, always working on myself. But I also then kind of started thinking about how you may perceive my journey and maybe some things that you want to know about my journey. So what I did was I actually reached out to my Instagram, which if you're not following me, definitely do so. It's just Erin May Henry, um, or you can follow the Game Changer company as well. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I reached out to Instagram and I asked you guys to leave me some questions about my journey. What is it that you want to know about my success, about my journey, about my mindset, about my struggles, about my limitations? And I got quite a few questions. So I'm going to answer, well, try to answer as many of them as I possibly can in the next 30 minutes, because literally that's when my next call starts. So we're going to just jump straight in. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. 
So let us jump straight into question one. So the first question that I did get on my Instagram was, what was your biggest struggle to date? And this is such a good question. And I remember thinking when I was at the beginning of my journey, I really wish that I knew more about what people struggle with because ultimately a lot of the people you follow online really do put in this kind of rose tinted facade. And I think the more people that actually stand up and say, you know what, entrepreneurship's actually really freaking hard. And more often than not, you're struggling with the demons inside. The more people that speak about that, the more that I guess the rest of us can think, well, you know what, I'm actually not that crazy. This is actually what entrepreneurship looks like. So for me, it definitely is the validation piece. I grew up in a household where pretty much everything was celebrated. I was always pushed to challenge myself and try new things, but there was always that sense of achievement regardless. You know, at the end of the day, whether we won or we lost, you know, not in the whole kind of like everyone should get a trophy kind of way, but, you know, there was always that you did amazing for trying. And my my mom in particular, she really celebrated me a lot and really made a big fuss out of a lot of things. And I think that's A, where a lot of my confidence comes from and B, where a lot of my zest for life comes from because I do really like to celebrate even the smallest things like, of course, all the big business wins, but ultimately at the end of the day, like just really having a good day for me is cause for celebration. And I really do think that it's allowed me to have so much positivity in my life. But also from that, when I started my business and I had ingrained within me that no matter what I did, there should be a sense of celebration. There should be a sense of validation. That was one of the biggest things that I struggled with. And I was only able to really overcome this now getting myself to the point where, you know, I can just move forward and do things without kind of needing everyone, anyone to pat me on the back around it because I dug deep into personal development. I truly do. I truly did take a look and shine a light on this limiting belief and say to myself, well, is that actually serving me? And because it wasn't, I let it Go. Well, I let the parts of it that weren't serving me go. As I said, I don't think I'd be where I am in the confidence side of things if I didn't always have that sense of celebration or possible celebration or know that, you know, no matter what happens, there's always a positive a positive uh, point of love, I guess you could say, on the other side of that. So I think that's allowed me to take a lot of risks and be quite comfortable in putting myself out there because I know there's a safety net on the other side of whatever that risk may be, you know, because when I was a child, that was always my mom telling me, you know, even if I put myself out there, she's still going to love me in the in the lamest way possible. But my mom thinks I'm cool. But honestly, at the end of the day, I think that the thing that I really struggled with the most, particularly on YouTube, was that it's such a slow growth process for so much of entrepreneurship. And it's not that I'm impatient, but as long as I had someone celebrating me along the way, I think that would have fed into that limiting belief. But I really just came to learn how to celebrate myself. So the next question is, do you ever feel like it's too much and what kept you going? I really, really like this question because hells yes, sometimes I feel like the entire world is caving in on me. There are just some days where I wake up and I feel as though my email has exploded. Everyone needs me. I'm being pulled in like 35 different directions. And some days I definitely feel overwhelmed. But ultimately the mindset shift that has allowed me to really get a handle on this sense of 
you know, overwhelm is that there's always going to be something to do. There's always going to be a client who needs me. There's always going to be a piece of content to create. There's always going to be work that isn't finished. That's just the nature of entrepreneurship. There really is no completion to any of the projects that I do in my business. And so I just realized that I'm only one human being and that I can only do what I can do in any one day. And I know the difference between allowing that to be an excuse and slacking off and really showing up as the best version of myself that I possibly can. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I really just recognize that it's a continuous process. There's always going to be something going on. So either I can look at it like it's too much, I can't handle it, or I can look at it like this is just my life. You know, it's not as if you think, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, but it's too overwhelming the commitment to doing exercise for the rest of my life. No, you just say this is a lifestyle change. It's just how I show up. It's just something that I do daily. And that's how I think about my business. It's not I'm looking for the completion. I'm looking for it all to stop and me to just get to the goal and so I could just rest on my rock. No, it's just who I am. I have to show up for the clients daily. I have to show up for the content daily. I have to show up for the business daily. And it's just a part of who I am. So here's the thing. I think what you're going to hear with a lot of these questions is that I really had a perception shift for so many different things that were holding me back. And that's the biggest thing when you're building a business or really trying to achieve any goal in life is that when you can look at it differently, you know, like Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I absolutely could look at all of the different things that I would do. Many people look at my calendar and ultimately have a heavy chest, but I look at my calendar and I think, wow, how blessed am I to be able to do all all of these amazing things to speak to all of those people around the world and to create content and to make all this money and to have this platform. Like I feel so incredibly grateful and I'm not looking at my calendar thinking, oh, poor me, look at all the things I've got to do. I'm looking at my calendar and just thinking that's just my life. This is the life that I've chosen and I can either be grateful for it or I can complain about it. And I think in any circumstance in life, we have that opportunity. You know, if you're in a job right now, Don't forget that, yes, you may want to start a business, but ultimately the life you're living now is the life you once chose before or is the life that you have created in the past. And so maybe you want to go in a different direction now, but don't forget to be grateful for the fact that you are where you once wanted to be. And really, if you can shift your perception around, it's too much, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to create the content, I've got to put the office together, I've got to build the website, I've got to put the funnel together. If you can really shift your focus to, I get to, I mean, how freaking blessed am I that I have access to the internet when so much of the world doesn't? How freaking blessed am I that I have the opportunity to share my opinion with people all over the world? I mean, that wasn't the case many years ago, right? And, and, and now you can literally become famous just from having an opinion. You become, become famous from having a platform. Like that's a privilege. And I think sometimes we forget that stuff. It's a privilege to have a computer and have an internet connection and be able to connect with people. And so many of us are thinking it's a burden. Yes, social media has its downfalls, but ultimately at the end of the day, when you could just shift your focus to the fact that you get to do all of these things and it's a choice, you don't have to build a business. No one's forcing you to build a business. It's not like it's the only way. You get to build a business, right? You get to show up online on social media. You get to have a platform and speak to people. So when you shift it away from being this, oh my God, woe is me, I've got to do all of these things and realize that it's a privilege, that's a real easy way to keep moving forward. 
The next question that I got was, how long did it take for your YouTube journey to gain momentum? Honestly, I would say probably about six to eight months. I think one of my videos, here's the thing. I mean, it wasn't actually quite a positive situation, but ultimately at the end of the day, I was creating a lot of content around the Kayla Itzina's Bikini Body Guide. um, And I created my transformation video And unfortunately, but fortunately, I actually created it at the same time that Kayla herself was under blast from that. uh, And if you know her, you'll know this story. But there's this woman, unfortunately Australian, who's a a, a horrible, nasty YouTuber and makes horrible videos about people. Her name's Freely the Banana Girl. I mean, obviously her heart's in the right place with the cause about veganism, but the video she creates isn't the best way to go about it. And she made a video about Kayla and, um, you know, her, her now husband, I believe, saying that, you know, they are, I don't know, taking steroids. And it was it was complete defamation and it was all over the defamation, sorry, and it was all over the news and it was just a crazy situation. But because there was such heavy search volume around that particular topic of Kayla Itzinas, and obviously I'd just created a video with my sharing my results, both positively and negatively, that video was heavily boosted. I mean, it was, I'm I'm pretty sure to this date, it's still, I say only, but comparatively to some other viral videos, it's still only got about 200, maybe thousand likes, I mean, views, sorry. But ultimately that did give me my first big boost. And then I kind of stagnated along for a while. And then when I shifted my content over to business in 2016, so this is two years after I'd started creating my YouTube content, I had a massive, massive growth spurt from there. So I probably would say that other than that one viral video experience, and then maybe a few other kind of popular videos since then, it was probably two years into creating YouTube content that I really saw it pick up and gain massive momentum. And that's the thing as well. A lot of people want quick results and it's just not the nature of YouTube. Yes, there's definitely been examples of people who have gone viral pretty quickly. Um, in particular, one of my one of my clients recently, Vanessa, she had an amazing viral video and obviously backed it up really, really well. She capitalized on that content and she knows her stuff. But ultimately, I think for a lot of people, it's it's more normal that you'll have those that kind of steady, slow growth over the years. I mean, uh, actually, Vanessa herself, she did share a an example of another channel, Evan Carmichael, who's an amazing curator of content. He, he takes a lot of speeches from leaders and he puts them all together. And his channel, you know, for the first, I think, two or three or maybe even four years just didn't really go anywhere. And now he's well over a million subscribers. So ultimately, it's just a slow growth with YouTube. I mean, with so many things it is really, but I think YouTube, because there's so much content going up every single day. But I think that at the end of the day, for me in particular, it probably, yeah, was two years in that I really saw it gaining momentum. Okay, so the next question I got was, did you ever doubt that it would work? And I really love this question, and I guess it's relating to the success of my business. And 
I'm going to be honest and say no, but not because I I had any type of practice around, you know, particularly overcoming doubts, fears, and limitations, even though that's something that I do coach a lot of my clients through. For me, if I was going to be completely honest, I think the sense of naivety is what actually has got me through. I never thought about whether it would work or not. And, and this kind of interplays with what I was saying in the beginning. Even if it didn't work, it wouldn't be the end of the world. And so therefore, I never put focus onto it. You know, so, so if it did work, great. If it didn't, great. You know, I never started my YouTube channel to become super, super famous or successful. I just kind of started it because someone told me to ultimately at the end of the day, someone said, if you want to, you know, build a business and have this kind of free spirited entrepreneurial journey, if you don't want to work for someone else, build an audience. And I didn't want to work for someone else. So I built an audience and never did I expect to, you know, be speaking as a feature creator at VidCon and have a hundred thousand subscribers. I mean, obviously there were goals that developed over time, but I think if the YouTube didn't work out when I started it, so what? If the business didn't work out when I started it, so what? And I think that kind of that surrender has also helped me to create so much success because I've never held tightly with all of my might onto this has to work, this has to work, this has to work. Nothing is the end of the world until the end of the world, guys. If this didn't work, I'd get a job. I mean, I'd still be alive. I would still you know, have my family and have my friends. And ultimately at the end of the day, I'd probably try something else. I think we all hold so tightly onto this is the thing, you know, the YouTube channel or the business that I'm starting now or this offer or this course or this content or this post or this person. Like we all hold so tightly on saying to this has to work. And if it doesn't, that has to mean something when it doesn't mean anything at all. All it means is that that particular thing didn't work. And there's obviously options for you to try something else or there's options for you to just quit if you really wanted to. But for me, it was like there was never an option for it really not working. And even if there was, I didn't think about it because I just know deep within my heart that there is no such thing as failure. You know, failure is only when we quit. And I was never going to quit. I was just going to make it work. I've always said in my mind, you know, I just got to make it work. This is what I want. There's a billion and one ways to build a business and so many different ways to become successful. And I'll find the way that works for me. And that's always been my mentality towards everything. Like now, you know, I am in a stage where I really, really want to grow my YouTube channel, having conversations about YouTube quite a bit here, but I feel like I've definitely stagnated again. You know, I'm back in that kind of stagnated phase that I once was on YouTube. And I mean, like it's just not an option that I won't find a way to start growing again. Maybe I need a different strategy. I'm looking at different managers. I'm learning more about analytics. I'm changing up my thumbnails. Like it's it's not an option. I'm not in my mind sitting here thinking. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
thinking, oh, I've stagnated on YouTube, so that's it. You know, it's not going to work. And now I'm surrounded with self-doubt. It's like, no, there's so many different ways to grow a YouTube channel. I'm just going to find the way that is going to work for me at this stage. I've found ways that worked in the past. Do they work now? No. You know, one of the ways in the past was really capitalizing on the girl boss trend. So trends is a couple of times the things that I've capitalized on. That's not really working for me these days. There's no, there's no real tags or trends that are going on that suit my type of content. So I'll find another way. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I think just knowing that nothing is the end of the world until the end of the world, like I said, you know, you're not going to die just because something didn't work out. You just got to try something else. And if that doesn't work, try something else. I'm getting really worked up and throwing things now. (laughs) Not really, but you just got to just try something until it works. And if you're committed to the long run and not expecting quick, fast results, then Ultimately, at the end of the day, if you take that time piece out of your journey, it's so much easier to have faith because you think about it, life is long. You know, if you're sort of anywhere between 25 to 40, you still have so much life. And even beyond that, obviously, but I know that's the primary age group of this audience, you still have so much freaking time. And if you think about the fact that even if you are 40 right now and you still think you're only going to be 60 in 20 years, you can't make a work in 20 years, then, okay, maybe we can have a different conversation. But if you recognize that there's still so much time, and I know I'm sounding very Gary Vee right now, but it's true, then ultimately, why why all the self-doubt? Why all the drama? You know, just do the things. And if that doesn't work, try something else. Do something, try something. Do something, try something. It's a very simple process to getting towards success. All right, I love this one. So the next one is, what is the biggest mistake you've made in your business? And honestly, I'm probably going to say... Oh, this is actually a really hard one. And I'm not like trying to come from the perspective of nothing's a mistake because everything was a lesson, even though that kind of is the truth around this. But I guess the biggest mistake that I made in the beginning, probably the first year, was not creating enough offers. So my business actually did hit seven, uh, seven figures, six figures in the first year. So in the first 12 months um, of trading, you could say, but I definitely could have grown that a lot faster. And of course, I'm not trying to be ungrateful or anything, but in the first year, I actually only put out three offers the whole entire year. So I put out my one-on-one coaching program. I created a little course. Uh, it was called, I can't even remember. I think something about CEO. Um, oh crap. I can't even remember the first course, but yeah, I created this course. I thought the course was really good at the time. Didn't really sell that well, but, (laughs) um, so so yeah, I had my one-on-one coaching, which was ultimately the big portion of me reaching six figures. I launched a group coaching program which was the Game Changer Collective, which over the years has shape-shifted into many different things. And then I launched this, uh, it was something CEO, I can't remember. Um, But ultimately, I had this other little course that I launched as well. So in that whole entire first year from February to December, so not whole year, but I didn't launch very much. And you know, in 2018, towards the end, I started launching a lot more. And this year, I've already launched a lot and (laughs) probably 3x in the first 
half of the year what I've what I made in that first year. Um, so ultimately, at the end of the day, the biggest mistake was that I just wasn't putting enough stuff out there. And here's the thing that I've learned from one of my mentors, James Wedmore, is that the way to make more money online is simply just to put more offers in front of more people. And I had the people there sitting waiting. They wanted things, but I just wasn't putting the offers out there. You know, not everybody's ready for one-on-one coaching. Not everyone wants your course. course. So having a range of different products, a suite of different products in your business is really going to help you to reach more people and to tailor to different people and different people in different positions in your audience. So ultimately, at the end of the day, the biggest mistake I would say is that I just simply didn't put enough stuff out there. The next question is, what is the best investment you've made in your business? Hands down coaching. I wouldn't, I, I can answer that in one simple sentence. Having a one-on-one coach has been like the best investment. And I mean, every single time I've invested in myself, when I went into James Wedmore's group coaching program, my my income, I'm pretty sure tripled. And I really don't even know if that was the strategies in the program. I purely think it was just because I was like, shit, I've just made this investment. I need to step up. But ultimately the same things happen now. I've hit a pretty consistent peak of 50K months um, since working with my new coach, Katrina. So I really just do think that it's so imperative that you have some type of investment made that puts skin in the game. You know, obviously I've invested in programs and, and, and tech and and microphones and cameras but ultimately I think it's it's that real kind of wow that was a big hit to my bank account kind of investments that for me anyway motivated me to like step up to the plate I do think as well the universe kind of knows when we're being serious and and that comes with what we put out into the world I think money is a bit like secular in in the way that it's what we put out there will come back to us not always instantly but ultimately I just know so many people that when they made the investment many of my 12-month mentorship clients when they made their investment signed a client within a week or have like created a program and ultimately at the end of the day I think when we really do put that kind of universal energy of 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 abundance out there and put trust in that and I know I'm getting a little spiritual but put trust in that kind of like energetic exchange maybe it's not instant but quite often it can be that the money is going to come back to us so for me 100% I would say the best investment is those big ticket coaching offers that I've gone for so I actually paid $6,000 for my very very first coach and that was like before I even had a business well I had my social media marketing business but pertaining to the coaching business I have now so I put um, you know $6,000 paid up front for that and that really really accelerated me to keep kick my ass into gear in that first instance. And then since then, I've spent an ungodly, amazing, I say ungodly, but I mean uh, a significant amount of money on coaching and courses and programs since. So definitely, I would say the, the coaching. Do you really dress up and do your makeup every single day or do you allow yourself lazy days? I don't do my makeup and dress up every single day. And I think that there's been many times I've come on my stories in like complete, like just utter bum. I think ultimately at the end of the day, I feel much better when I do dress up. I feel way more productive. I'm so much more likely to like film things. You know, sometimes I have ideas for videos and I just like want to film it then and there. And I can just simply just set up my camera and just film it in in 10 minutes and edit it a different day. Or maybe there's a little like social 
social media, little video that I want to film or a promo video. I feel the days that I'm already dressed up. I'm so much more camera ready and therefore all the ideas that come into my mind, if I've got the time for it, I can just film it then and there rather than parking the idea and coming back to it later. But no, I absolutely don't dress up every single day. There's some days where I will like get out of bed and just like kind of unfortunately just you know, I'll do, I always do my morning routine, but then pretty much start working straight away. And then you look at the clock and it's like, how the hell is it already 4 p.m.? But then also even on a more disgusting note, some days I will go to the gym. I mean, this is rarely, but it happens. Some days I will go to the gym and I'll come home and I will have had a thought at the gym and I'll want to action it straight away. So then I do something about it straight away. And then it's kind of seven hours later and I'm like, shit, I'm still in my gym clothes and I absolutely stink. So no, I definitely don't dress up every day, but I do believe in the power of dressing up for me. The next question, which is a really, really great one is certification or not. And honestly, I think I'm going to create an entire episode about this. And if you're listening and you want that episode, please let me know. But I'm going to go with not. If you feel like it's necessary for you to upskill in the areas that that particular certification is offering, go for it. Just like I said, any coaching upskill, skin in the game investment that you make is going to be beneficial for you. In terms of having a piece of paper that, you know, credifies you, is that even a word? <laughs> it shows that you're credible in, in coaching. No, I absolutely don't think so. There are certain things that, yes, it's important for you to have an actual certification in. And that comes with liability. If you want to be a particularly, you know, a health coach who works with nutrition and you're actually going to prescribe people diets, if you're going to be an exercise or fitness coach and you're actually going to prescribe people exercises, where there is possibility for injury or anything along those lines and you need a certain liability, like you need certain insurance to cover, then you, yeah, I think a certification. But in terms of actual just general coaching certifications? No. And here's the thing, as a matter of fact, for anyone listening to the podcast, you're going to get a complete sneak peek. I actually had a client ask me this question the other day, and I've looked at it in the past, but I recently looked at one of the coaching, like one of the most trusted coaching certifications, and I looked at their curriculum. And I was like, this is honestly bullshit. Like it's, it's, I'm pretty sure like four grand and the first four modules are pretty much on setting goals. Then all you really learn in terms of actual coaching is the right, how to ask the right questions and, and things of that nature. Like that's, that's instinct, right? At the end of the day, that comes from experience. You're not going to learn how to ask people the right questions because it's going to be particularly, there's so many variables that are involved. Obviously the person themselves is a variable, your niche is a variable, you're a variable. How do you handle information? How do you respond? How are you in a conversation? I think it's just so cookie cutter, some of these programs, and you're not going to get the expert expertise you need from anything other than experience. I think beta testers is a way better way to go about actually learning how you can coach people than paying two and a half grand for someone to say, oh, there's five layers of questioning. Make sure you get to the bottom layer. I mean, read books around conversations and how to actually converse and how to influence and how to ask questions if you want to increase and upskill, but nothing is going to give you more 
more knowledge on how to actually help people than actually helping people. Now, should you go out and get some type of certification in your particular area of expertise? Again, if you need it, I I have a degree in business. Yes, in some areas it's helpful, but mostly it's not. I've learned so much more from my coaches and from courses that I've taken and from watching hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and days and days and weeks of YouTube content ultimately at the end of the day and reading and learning. Here's the thing, it's like probably the only thing that I use from my business degree is the law because that's really helpful although it's only applicable to Australian clients so it's not really helpful helpful for my entire business and actually the economics concepts but that's only because I geek out on numbers and still I don't use it that regularly other than when I'm thinking about trends and pricing and things of that nature and 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 markets as a whole but again very rarely do I use this in-depth kind of weird oh and actually I will say research so you guys know I'm a huge fan of research I did do a lot of research I went to actually a very heavily focused research researched school. That's where I got my degree from. They have a heavy um, emphasis on research and I really enjoy research and I learned how to research from school. So I mean, in terms of business, no, because most of what I learned is redundant now anyway, because I started studying in 2010. And of course, we, we weren't learning social media strategies, that's for sure. Um, but ultimately, I just think to answer the question, should you get a certification? I don't think you need one to be a coach. And just put it this way, Tony Robbins doesn't have a certification of a a life coaching certification. So anyway, we can have a whole entire episode if you want one on that. Just let me know. How did you grow your personal development brand? So ultimately, at the end of the day, I think that personal development has been something that has been really, really a passion of mine. So how I've incorporated it, obviously, I have a business where I am focusing on helping people to grow their businesses. But then I think a lot of people do know the personal development side of my brand. I personally just think that when you know who you are and what's important to you, that will naturally influence the way that your brand shows up online. So for me, I know that spirituality, personal development, human connection are really big values on my list. Personal growth, you know, probably even more so than things along the lines of like luxury or even maybe travel. I do love to travel, but it's definitely not the most important thing on my list of values. And so when you know who you are and what's important to you, naturally those things will start to influence your business and your brand. So whilst ultimately I'm teaching business, the personal development brand is so strong because it's just what I'm passionate about. And here's the thing, if you're multi-passionate and you're extremely worried about leaving something that you're passionate behind when you choose a niche or you choose a topic for your business, just know that you could still use those other passions to influence. You know, I saw someone who teaches business but actually has a big passion in travel and like her whole business is based around traveling, like build a business to travel. And she even has like, you know, I'm pretty sure one of her courses is like your boarding pass to success or something along those lines. So she's got all these really, really cute like, um, you know, parallels between travel and business. So you could still take your passions and influence it. Although it's important to have your business built around a specific topic, you can still influence it with all of your other passions. All right. So the next question that I'm going to answer is, um, I'm going to just choose one more off the list because I literally have six minutes left. But if you want a part two, please do let me know. So here's a question and it says, what's the best tip you can give me because I'm starting a new brand? 
Ultimately, at the end of the day, the best piece of advice is that you just have to put yourself out there. I know everyone's kind of looking for a tip or a hack or a strategy, but it's as simple as just finding a way to communicate your message to your audience and just going for it. You know, we covered this a lot in my most recent program that is available, by the way, now as a self-study version at half the price, Vision and Tribe. So I just recently ran it as an online group coaching program. And ultimately, at the end of the day, one of the big heavy focuses that we had in this program was you've just got to find the thing that you're passionate about and go out there and find a way to communicate it as often as you possibly can. I mean, naturally, that's how I got to where I am today. It's like even the thing that I spoke about ultimately has changed over time, but I've always wanted to help people improve themselves. I used to do that with the process of fitness and health and wellness, but now I do it with business mindset and spirituality. But ultimately, at the end of the day, my mission has always been to help people be extraordinary, help people to become the best version of themselves. And the container in which I use now to get that message out there is business. I help people to do that by growing an online business and building a personal brand. So how do you actually start growing a brand is just putting yourself out there. Not everything's going to look right in the very beginning. Nothing's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be messy and that's okay. But trust me, you're doing yourself a massive disservice by thinking about it and planning about it. Just start creating content and putting yourself out there. Even if you don't know what to say, just at least commit to talking about something, talking about something that you're passionate about or something that you're exploring or the books that you're reading or even curating content at this stage saying, hey, I just saw this speech by, you know, this person and I was really inspired by this, this, this and this, even if it's commentary at this stage. But ultimately, at the end of the day, just start creating something. And naturally, over time, you'll probably more, you'll, you'll involve Oh my God, I can't talk anymore. You'll evolve more into actually creating things that are more intuitive to you and that are more based on your own opinions. And that's how you then, of course, step into that leadership branding kind of role. But just start putting yourself out there. It's as simple as that. All right, guys, that is it for me. I'm going to leave it there because I have a client call in four minutes and I like to record episodes in one go. It's just as simple as that. So if you did enjoy if you did enjoy this solo episode, I would so, so appreciate it if you would share it on Instagram and then also message me and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. If you'd like to hear more of these Q&A style episodes or if you'd like to hear more solo episodes, please do also let me know. And I really appreciate it if you haven't already to leave us a review here on iTunes because it just does really help us get the message of being extraordinary and being a game changer out to more people. All right, we will be back next week with an amazing guest and I want to thank you so much for your time today. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.